0: to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders.
1: Publicly off the seas now, he puts a kick out, Croker's there against him. Oh, Jared Croker! What a catch by the skipper! Come
2: join us as we go Behind the Limelight.
1: Yes, hello and welcome. Episode 3 for 2019 Behind the Limelight. I'm Raider Nick and joined once again by our podcast panel. Ben Pollock, Tommy Logan. G'day, gents. G'day, Nick. Hey Nick. How are you, mate? Very good. Uh, thanks, Benny. Plenty to get through. We're going to have Chance, Nickel Klockstad, joining us. We're going to check out what his life's all about. Uh, a couple of good things coming up as well. So stay tuned as we go... Behind, Behind the line. Milton Storm 22, Canberra 10. Gents, uh, we didn't get the chocolates. I walked away from that quite positive, though. Uh, I think we started pretty slow. Obviously, they come out and ambushed us early. Short turnaround, maybe could have been a part of that. Who knows? Melbourne Storm, very clinical. 16-zip towards the second half. Maybe Raiders, teams of the past might have capitulated. It could have been more, but not this squad. They got back in the fight. 16-4, could have been 16-10. We walk away with our heads high. Yeah, they
3: showed a bit of resolve in the second half. There's no doubt about that, but obviously that first 20 minutes needs a bit of addressing. A few errors there. A few turnovers uh, in possession. Uh, and also um, some lapses in concentration and defence led to some probably um, tries that we could we could usually avoid. So you know, these are all things of a team that's working on improving each week. And
4: I'm sure we'll see the results of that over the coming weeks. Yeah, pl- plenty of positives to take out of that game. Uh, who knows whether or not the five-day turnaround had something to do with it. Uh, obviously, it's probably not really much of an excuse, as Jared Kroger said, post-game. Um, but there was a moment there where I thought we were going to get back into the game mm. when it looked like we probably really shouldn't have. But And I think it was that uh, runaway try from well, – well, not the try, sorry, the break from Felice Kafusi where he ran the length of the field and was eventually uh, finished off by Nelson Asifa solomona I think that was a bit of a blow to our chances. Yeah, I game. mean, that hurt.
3: It, it did hurt. I mean, you, you can't afford to give any team a 16-point – Buffer, especially a team that's been in the last three grand finals and Melbourne Storm uh, just that experienced uh, team that knows how to, to finish off a game and, and that comes with um, combinations building over a number of years and Uh, Cameron Smith, Cameron Munster uh, were both fantastic for them the other night. And when your your lead playmakers are are getting your team around the park, it it probably ends up in a good result. So for us, it's just a matter of regrouping this week, uh, getting things back on track and preparing for a Newcastle Knights team that
1: comes here uh, to Canberra this week with plenty of hype around them. We mentioned those names in the Storm team. It was such a pleasing thing to see that the character the boys showed and the attitude to still defend their line and to just get back in the fight. And if a bounce of the ball goes to an outside back and we get a try, 16-10, different ball game, we won't say it's a, a win within a loss, if you will, but plenty to work with next week.
3: Yeah, definitely. They were coming through the middle of us a lot, which is which I like to see. It, obviously, that defence around the rucks definitely stiffened up a little bit. Um, uh, losing Joe Tarpany in the early stages threw a spanner in the works too. We had to push mm. John Bateman to an edge. Um, we'd probably change the, the thought process around the coaches, around how we use the interchange. Um, so, you know, those little things do pop up from time to time. Tarpany's going to miss between one to two weeks with that thumb mm. injury. Um, thankfully, won't require any surgery. So it'd be nice to have him back on deck fully fit. He's had a few ups and, and downs with injuries and suspensions. So yeah. I'm sure he's pretty keen to string a few performances together and, and hopefully that happens when he comes back.
1: Now with Tarp's out, uh, what happens this week, Ben? you got some news for us, some good news.
3: We do have some good news. Rated number 359 will make his debut this weekend Hudson Young getting an opportunity Um, another guy that's probably come from a little bit left field a lot of people probably wouldn't have predicted him to be uh, in the mix so early uh, this season but uh, those who saw the Mounties game last week he was absolutely outstanding for them um, and can play on an edge uh, and also in the middle if need be so that versatility factor in the forward pack once again coming to the fore and uh, good on Hudson for
1: getting a chance. Well, that's also Ricky saying that uh, if you're good enough, you're ready. You know, he loves to have that depth. They said uh, during the start of the season, Craig, Paul's brother They didn't expect him to come so early. Is he Corey's brother? What did did I say? Craig. Craig, Corey, Craig. I hope hope he's got a brother because he'd be fantastic. Yeah, Yeah, sign him up. Donnie, get it, get him in the books. Right, there's plenty of potential there in, you that, in that young forward, and, for and there's sure. guys like you know still Emre Guler and, and Jack Murchie, Jack Murchie and, yeah, and Royce Baye, Hunt, Royce Hunt, Luke that, Bateman. That have, you know, there's plenty have, of depth there exactly like maybe he's played some some first grade and these guys are just a little bit in front uh, so that's that's positive for a club probably not so much for them you yep. have also not got starting, yeah, right. jj collins here.
3: is another guy there that's that's pushing up so forward depth is really strong uh, depth across the clubs probably the strongest it's been probably since 2016 um, with the arrival of guys like bailey simonson uh, into the back line. jordan Ra- john Rapin is back in the team now so there's depth in the outside backs uh, you've got a guy like sam williams um, in the halves that can come in and do a job. Atta Hingano's just come back from injury as well. So there's plenty
4: there. Yeah, uh, there's obviously plenty of depth at the club. Even um, guys like Brad Abbey mm. hardly getting a look in at the moment but and obviously still performing quite well at New South
1: Wales Cup level, which is good to see. Well, Ricky's always said that, hasn't he? he? wants You can't win a comp without depth at your club. You need those first graders playing second grade. Unfortunately, you can't keep them all forever, so you've got to really make the most of your roster in that – two, three year period when you have all that depth. In 2016, I hate bringing that back up, but we had so much depth. We had more depth than the Dalai Lama back then. (laughs) So hopefully... um Hopefully we can really utilize this uh, this squad coming through and uh, really get success. And I think it starts again another home game. We've had two in a row. How good's that?
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Canberra Region Rugby League round down there at GIO Stadium this weekend. Opportunity to celebrate all things local footy. Um, the annual big relay there at halftime the local participants happening uh, and you know highlighting what we do as a community for local footy. So get down there and support it. Fourteen thousand through the gate wow. for the first game. Uh, Six it was o'clock. Well done, Canberra. Tremendous work. Thank you,
1: bosses out there.
3: That's it. Give. One and give everyone another early knockoff this weekend. Get out there, be part of the Viking clap. Ryan Sutton said through the week how much he loved being a part of the Viking clap. He was in the tunnel, soaking it all up pre game. Um, so you know, opportunity there for people to come out and have some fun.
1: I think it's, I like these times at six o'clock. It's just, I like it. It's a good time slot, yeah. Wonderful time slot. We could make it a bit of our own, Tommy.
4: Yeah, I think it suits us Canberrans. Obviously, this is what I think is the best part about living in Canberra. It's just so easy to get everywhere. It's it's very easy living, unlike Sydney, where you might have to travel two hours to, to mm. just get to the other side of town, which, which is, is a, an absolute nightmare. Plenty you of him d-
1: stick to Sydney. He does. You flog Sydney, He's mate. been there, he knows. You're carrying I'm, some baggage there, no, mate, oh, from Sydney?
4: No, no, I, had, I, I, do, I do like uh, going to Sydney and visiting friends and family, but uh, I'm a country boy and uh, spending more than half an hour in the car really uh, grinds my gears, talking so of, loving
3: Canberra. Talking about draw cards this weekend... Um, there's no doubt that Calen Ponga
1: oh, is, took the words out is of my
3: definitely mind. a person that a lot of people are talking about in rugby league in general. Mm. Um, so a chance to come out and see one of the genuine Absolutely. rising mm. stars of the game this weekend. Uh, he's had that shift, like similar to Jack Whiten, shifting mm. from fullback great to 5'8". So a great matchup between the two this weekend. Two two guys there that are that are relatively new to their positions um, trying to get their team an advantage. So Oof. it definitely will be um, good to watch.
1: As exciting as it is to have another home game, it going to be quite excited to see him in the flesh and how he runs around. And I know that Jack, it's, it's a team game, but you know how he would test himself against his opposite number there, six. Pong is still trying to you know realise himself as a good pivot as well, coming in from fullback too. So I thought Jack did some good things as well last week. Uh, you could tell Storm had a bit of a game plan to kind of minimise his impact. And I you know that Craig Bellamy's got lots and lots of respect for, for Jack. So... Teams are already starting to target our halves, which is a good sign, which need to get better for next week, which will be a massive task with that Newcastle team. You've got Guerra in there, a representative player. Of course, you've got Mitchell Pearce. You mentioned Ponga. Uh, David Clemmer David has joined them as well. Mm. They have a roster on paper, don't they?
3: Yeah, they do. They're, I mean, they've probably been one of the most talked about sides during the pre-season. Obviously, they've recruited well. Off the back of some good recruitment the previous season. So, uh, the Knights... Eddie are, Lee, can't uh, forget uh, him. That's right. The Knights <laughs> are definitely a team that uh, on the rise uh, and... And Nathan Brown, their coach, said in last week's press conference that it's going to take them a few weeks to, to get the ball rolling and get things moving as well. So hopefully while they're still in that sort of transition phase, we can
4: sneak in and, and pinch two points off them. It's shaping up as a really exciting game. There's so many individual battles across the park that I just can't even remember for the, for the life of me that it's just shaping up to be such an exciting clash. Another one of their players that I'm really excited about is uh, Jesse Ramien in the centres. I think he's a quality young player who could find himself in the state of origin frame in the near future.
1: Alright, let's do this boys. The behind the limelight crystal ball comes out. What's our predictions for round three against the Knights?
4: Oh, tell you what, I reckon we're going to get up by about 12 points and Jack Whiten's going to get a couple of tries and win the battle of the sixes. Yeah, I think Chan's Nicol Klockstad will
3: uh across the stripe for the for the Green Machine this weekend. He's been building up nicely. His positional play last week was outstanding. So uh, I, I think if we can limit the amount of time the Knights have with the footy and, and get some more in his hand, I think he's got the ability to score a try this weekend.
1: He's got a bit of a golden point, feel about this one. I reckon a golden point win for us. sees at a kicker field goal to, to get us home by a point and for Hodgeo to have a regular amount of the match performance. Now, has anyone actually nailed anything after the first two weeks I with think, our predictions I, I think first we got the, first, did, one. Yeah, got the first one Bateman
3: the first way with the, the scraps so a...
1: and also week. you said Bailey with the try
3: I did so yeah, yeah so I've, well got, I've got I've got one from two
1: So Benny's on top of the crystal ball <laughs> from behind the limelight 1-0 0 nil, nil. Joining us for the first time on the Behind the What podcast, Chance Nicol, clockstead Hey, mate. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Got to ask you, mate. Like I ask every uh, newcomer, being a passionate Canberra, and how you're finding our nation's capital, mate, uh, oh. around town. Have you seen some of the clubs, the restaurants? Give us a little update.
2: Um, yeah, I haven't really been around at the moment. Uh, I've gone to, I think it's Corvina. I think I've been there uh, nice a couple of times. plug there for them. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get there another time, man. they got some good food there. But I hear there's some good joints around here, so... Uh, my partner and kids are over here, so we'll do a bit more exploring.
3: That yep. must be good, mate, to have them on board now. Um, obviously, they, they flew up for that Gold Coast game and you guys caught up for the first time in a few weeks and now that you are settled here in Canberra, I know we arrived back at the airport and you had 55 bags to unload when we got back from the Goldie, but must be good to be uh, here now and have them with you. Yeah, definitely. Um
1: that was just his, his carry-on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that was just all his gear, all his clothes. Yeah. Options. <laughs> yeah. Sorry,
2: yeah, mate. No, that's good. Yeah, no, um, yeah, it's, it is really nice having them here. Um, being able to, you know, pop out to the shops with with my boys or, you know, go to the playground with them, um, just interact with them. Those are the things I missed out on while I was here. But, um, you know, like I said a few weeks ago, getting a nod for round one, it, it's made it all worth it. You've hit the ground running, there's no doubt about that. You had a couple of really good performances in the trials and then
3: an opportunity to start the season. Had a, had a great first up win there at the Gold Coast and then personally last week, Um, you had a great game uh, your first game at home as well so you must pinch yourself to think where things were for you probably six months ago you know the Warriors stuck behind a few guys and now
2: here you are starting at at an NRL club Oh definitely I was just talking to Jackie I think it was last weekend Um, just how much it feels like a dream Um, I can't believe you know how things have fallen into place how they have and um, you know I'm really um, you know trying to grab this opportunity with both fans because um, you know as a, as a, as a couple of years ago I had seven games And then I didn't play any footy last year So as fast as it's come As fast as it can go So I'm just making the most of every opportunity and, um,
1: yeah. Another one of those uh, questions I like to ask newcomers is What was your mentality towards the Canberra Raiders Before you got here Did you ever play against them at first grade level Or
2: uh, No I didn't uh, We played against uh, I've played against the reserve sides uh, Quite a lot and,
1: So um, coming down to Canberra And having to prepare for a game What was that like for you?
2: Yeah, it was um, pretty tough. You know, you always knew that they were going to have a big pack, and um, you know they were always up the top end of of, of the side. So you're always going to have a tough game, and um, you know it's a bit different this year. They've they've gone with a more mobility,
1: or uh, mobile side. Um, yeah, no, I, th- I think it's working for us. In our uh, commentary call team Our main commentator Chris Coleman He'll be listening as well He, he's, he You've become his favourite He calls you CNK um, <laughs> He can't get Nick O'Clockstad out he just calls, He's got to call you CNK let's <laughs> well, well, call you by your full name What's your mentality been like coming in I mean you've been given the green light You've just Like you said You've just been playing really really well Like those kick returns A couple of really good Breaks Breaks of the line last week Against the Storm Against quality opposition They've been targeting you but You've just been chewing down those bombs
2: Ah uh, yeah Without embarrassing you <laughs> No, thanks um, you know, um, coming into, in, into the weekend against the Storm, it was always going to be a, a tough game, and um, yeah, like I said, I'm always punching myself, um, I can't believe everything's sort of
1: worked out how it has, and um, yeah. Who are some of the fullbacks you've looked up to, if, if you've kind of stolen some... Uh tools or based your game around, this. without mentioning the name, there's some Benny Barber around you, maybe yeah. the older listeners, a bit Ron well, Maybon about you. Well,
3: you played at um, Melbourne, and you, and you were also at the Warriors, so you've, you've had to look Billy Slater at Melbourne and Roger Tulavasashek last year at the Warriors, great so you've got you some great guys there in front of you,
2: did they help you along with some advice and stuff along the way? Yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's, it's hard to go away from the people, as you said, Billy and Roger. Um, Obviously, working a, a little bit closer with Roger, you know, he's a reigning Delhi and medalist. And mm. um, even before I knew I was coming here, I was, you know, watching his game. You know, what can I take out of it if I were to play fullback? Um, professional on and off the field, you know, those are the sort of traits that I, I, I like to take from, from him. And, um, yeah, definitely Billy Slater with his positional play and just his chat, his leadership at the back. And, um, yeah, those are two real great examples.
3: What about Jack White? And obviously... He played in that fullback role for the last couple few years for the Raiders, and he's shifted positions to five eight so having someone there who's been in that role first
2: hand must be helpful as well, yeah definitely um you know, I'm always asking him questions <laughs> I'm not too sure if he's getting annoyed, but you know I'd, i would like to sort of go to him um a little bit more than the coaches just because he's been there and mm-hmm. done that, and um you know it's 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 hard to go away from um i guess the players who have been there and done that you know you get a little bit more out of them and um, it's a little bit more realistic Because the coaches They can give you advice um, In the box But they will say You know The boys are on the field mm. And the coaches always say That we're always going to get More out of the players They give that advice as well So mm. yeah Speaking
1: of that I've noticed uh, We met you at the the Fan day at the start of the year And then at the launch You seem quite comfortable And one of the popular boys Around the group Do you think Having a good relationship with the squad it makes your job easier at the back there because you've got to call numbers and you're going to be screaming out you see everything back there
2: yeah it does make it a lot easier um you know I was just saying to my partner <clears throat> uh, after the first game how how much um Hodgie was helping me um throughout the game you know he's telling me you know go in or stay out or you know just that, that little talk and even the forwards and everyone else um on the edges you know they, they're really experienced players as well so just to have them around you giving you support and Know, pretty much telling you that they trust you and all that gives me a boost. of confidence
3: unique background for yourself obviously kiwi boy played some footy in australia but a lot of people wouldn't realize and, and with the name Clockstad, obviously that sort of kicks in but we think raiders viking clap all that type of stuff there's a bit of nordic blood in your veins and i believe you've actually been over that way and spent a bit of time there as well you got the uh,
1: hair yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so my old man's he's um, he's Kiwi, he's Maori. Uh, my old lady, she's Kiwi, Norwegian. So my grandfather's full Norwegian. Um, my grandmother's Cook Island. Um, yeah, so these are these are World Cup that um, we're looking to sort of get into. That's more in the England, the England World Cup. So it's a, it'll be a close trip to Norway. Uh, I, I, I sort of speak to family uh, here and there on Facebook and stuff and. Um, you know, we'll definitely be making the effort to get there if, if we're there. And then we'll so there you go, Nick. We've got a fully-fledged actual
3: Viking descendant playing <laughs> well. for the Grand Machine.
1: <laughs> you should be part of the mascot. <laughs> <laughs> so pleading your allegiance to, in rugby league terms, that so New Zealand would be the, the choice of nation for you to represent?
2: Um, so I've got two choices, or
1: three, with Norway.
2: But um, I've represented uh, Cook Islands already. Okay. Um, I've already said it moving forward. With Rapper. Yeah, with Rapper. Um uh, I'm quite connected to the Cook Islands at the moment. Um, we've got a, a World Cup qualifier coming up in in June, and if we win, it's um, America. So um, for the World Cup, definitely my focus would be with um, the Cook Islands. But um, you know, if I were to get an opportunity with Kiwis, it'll be um, obviously weighed up. But um, definitely for the World Cup, excellent, be.
3: awesome, mate. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Good luck out there on the on the weekend. It's gonna be a cracking game against the Knights, and let's hope we can make it two from three.
2: Yeah. Cheers. Thanks for having me.
4: ...celebrating the 30th anniversary of the Green Machine's epic
1: 1989 Grand Final victory. This week we speak to a guy who played an integral part in the Cambray Raiders' success of the year of 1989. Did get a run on the field on Grand Final day, but of course was the first one there... ...after that full-time siren there with a big champagne bottle, getting involved in the riches and the spoils of success. Now he played an integral part in the Cambray Raiders' success period... Being one of the earliest signed of the club back from 1982. It's turned back time to 89. Recently inducted in the Canberra Raiders Hall of Fame, Raider number 32, Ashley Gilbert. Congratulations, first of all, for being inducted in the Hall of Fame a few weeks ago, the inaugural one for the Canberra Raiders. It must feel good, uh, obviously, you know, great start to the year for you, but something that you took part in.
0: Yeah, fantastic, Nick. Thanks very much. I, uh, it was a great night and uh, I was a little bit embarrassed by the company I was in, but. Um... No, I was, I was
1: very proud, very proud indeed. Now, the 89 season, of course, you were a Raiders immortal, let's just say. You started there back in 82 and you went through all the... A team with the mentality is close enough is good enough for the Wayne Bennett era and then all the way through to 89. I mean, you didn't take part in that game, but you were very... That vision of you coming out there with the champagne post game and being amongst that scrum of media and celebrations, it must have been a nice feeling for you seeing where the club has come because you're such a great club man for the Canberra Raiders. Everyone says that, whether they're fans, players or staff, it must've been a good feeling for you seeing. look, we've actually made it now. What was the change within the culture that started to really get your results on the football field?
0: Yeah, well, in, um, in 1985, we made a playoff for the, for the, for the semi-finals against South Sydney. And we played a midweek game at the career ground and we got beaten, missed the finals. And, uh, that was sort of the, uh, the seed. And then of course, uh, uh, in 1987, Wayne Bennett arrived, and, and we had some really good signings. You know, uh, Mal come down; he was a superstar from from the get go. But we signed like guys like Laurie Daly and and um, uh, Gary Belcher, and of course Ricky come along then, and uh, Bradley Clyde, Steve. Well, all those guys end up being uh, superstars, you know, and uh, they all developed in Canberra. Probably, probably at the start of '87 when Wayne arrived with. Uh, with his um intense coaching re- regime and and uh discipline aspects um and then of course tim sheens came and take over and uh, we made the the grand final in 87 we all had a feeling of what what could have been you know um so then in 88 we had a strong year again and of course uh all she wrote in 89 when when we won the when the boys won the comp in uh in 89 like we um it was uh, like you said. I, I never actually got the grace to park, uh, only, only to carry the trophy and look like a bit of a clown. But uh, no, it was it was fantastic.
1: Well, it wasn't uh, the weirdest looking picture seeing you hold the trophy. Of course, being such a club man through and through, how did you see the town respond to the the eighty nine success?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, they were right behind us. And, uh, that was probably one of, one of our damn falls in eighty seven when we got beat. We went for a uh, a parade. Uh, all the way from Queenby and to Canberra the, the week before the grand mm. final that year, and we sort of played our game before we even got there. And Whose idea was I that? We, Fair income. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was 87, uh, that was. So, anyhow, um, in 89, um, I think we learned a lesson from that and uh, didn't get the chickens in front of the ducks too early. And, yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, the the, the the town, they call it a town, but I know Canberra's a city, but well, it is a big country town in hard. And uh, when when we won the premiership, there was plenty of celebrations and plenty of well wishes. And uh, you know, it was it was fantastic to be a part of.
1: But for you guys involved in the squad, there was it three years in the making. Of course, missed out in eighty seven, and of course eighty eight.
0: Possibly, possibly, but uh, you said it was a sort of a three year uh, step. It was, it was more like a career step for for maybe Chris, I myself, and myself a, a couple of. Guys that started from the from the get go in '82, Mm. but uh, you know, the when I said we signed signed those uh, young promising players and they turned into superstars, or it was just the the first rung in the ladder for then you know getting the premiership, and then they went all those guys went on to bigger and better things, and another two premierships, and of course, state of eyes and and, and international success. But Mm. no, it was it was just just uh, one of those things that. Come up and Bob Bob Addison and uh, took advantage
1: of it. Now, when you talk about those guys you just mentioned, you were fortunate enough to be right there with them. You are also fortunate enough to be close with the likes of Craig Bellamy. Do you look back and think about the good times? And and bit of a double question. You must be proud to see some of your mates are still doing things. But did you, if you think back now in hindsight, could you see that these guys were destined for these big things later in their career? For Craig, I
0: know I know how hard he's worked to. Um Become one of the he'll he'll finish as one of the greatest coaches that that, mm. that uh, was because well, he gets players that are, are sort of not washed up but you know struggling at clubs and he can turn them into into uh, strong club blokes for for Melbourne and and turn them into superstars you see? Mm. so he he's, his record will stand up against anyone's that uh, that all come on the back of hard work and I, I, I suppose uh, the other guys that got into the media Laurie and uh, Gary Belcher and those guys, and, and of course, Ricky now coaching. I, I think, think uh, all, everything you achieve is from the basis of hard work, and I think we, we got that at Canberra when, we, when we we're training, off season training, and then when we we're playing, we, we always seem to work hard for one another, and, and uh, maybe that's an offshoot of that.
1: Well, Ash, of course, uh, every week I've asked a member from the 89 squad, even though you didn't get a run that day. Dean Lance spoke about how he takes something from that grand final and he applies it to his life. Is there anything that you can take from that 89, say, let's say the game, but say the whole season? Of course, that game was probably a metaphor for the Raiders' hard work of going against the odds and just working hard. They don't have the excess of, say, Sydney.
0: Leave no stone unturned to to take advantage of opportunities. Opportunities, Bob, up at different times in your life. Uh, with your business life and, and uh, sporting life and those sorts of things if you're uh, brave enough to take advantage of it and, and uh, work hard enough you can you can uh, make it come to fruition
1: Plenty of courage shown when the Green Jumper Ashgill was a fan favourite from everyone thank you very much for joining us on uh, Turn Back to 89 on the Behind the Limelight podcast mate
0: Good on you Nick I felt a bit embarrassed but it was a fantastic time and uh, I'm sure the boys in the present squad can uh, make some memories of their own this year